The Chris Perillo Show is brought to you by Microsoft Windows Media. Download Windows Media Player 10 at Microsoft.com slash Windows Media. Give us feedback on this podcast or ask tech questions by calling the voicemail hotline at 877-414-5856. That's 877-414-5856 to get your questions answered. I stumbled upon the Got Voice service after Jake had told me about it. And forever, I've been wanting something like this because... Since about 1998-99, I started with a service called Webly where you could give out just a simple toll-free number and all the voicemails would come to you in an MP3 file attachment in email. And that was the only way I wanted to go. So from then, I've never used an answering machine or a voicemail on any other system. I just always direct people to that because of the convenience of getting voicemail through email. If you're a PC-centric person, there's no question it's the best way to go. So is that how you guys stumbled into the business model, or was it another reason? Um, this is Martin Dunsmuir. I'm, I'm the founder. So, um, it, it, yeah, it came to me one day. I needed to record, a, a, get a copy of a voicemail, you know, uh, my dogs. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I'm sure you can't okay. hear my dogs in the background right now. Yeah, but. okay. So um, I wanted to get a, vo- get a voicemail and record it. And so the way I did it was I propped up my... Uh, Radio Shack speakerphone, and I used my Sony Handycam to record it, <laughs> and, that, and then I took it to my Mac, and I pulled it in, and I converted it to, you know, and I, I wrote it on a CD, and I mailed it to the person who wanted it, right? So I thought, at that time, this would be about 2001, I thought, it's kind of nice to have some software to do that, right? And then I thought, oh, but that's not going to be easy, because it's speech recognition, you know, and I, even if you could make it work, it would be like one cray one for each line sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, and then I thought, no, no, voicemail systems, they just play wave files over the phone. You know, the wave file, enter your password or whatever. So I set about building some software, the idea being to do exactly what God Voice does, which is to allow you to manage your voicemail from, a, from without going on the phone. And it works quite well, because now I've officially changed my voicemail message from, Hi, this is Chris. If you need to leave a message, don't leave it here, because I'm never going to check this voicemail. Either send me an email or call my toll-free number. To, go ahead and leave a message. <laughs> because it comes to me through email now, thanks to Got Voice. Oh, that's great. Well, that's good news. Good news. No, it's, no you don't, it's, it's not good news. This is phenomenal news. <laughs> well, when people find, uh, you know, when they see the system that I have, and when I show them, look, I get my voicemail through email, everyone's astounded. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm now with Vonage uh, for our local service yeah, right. at home, because they send the uh, voicemails through WAV files as an attachment. And that is just such an incredible convenience for me if I needed to forward it on to someone, if I want to save it for my records, and for the very reasons why uh, you, Martin, uh, had, had kind of you know thought about doing this you know and, and turning it into a business well wait till you have kids um i've got a couple from i we've been doing this for a couple of years now but i have some from when my daughter was two and so the very first things you know basically uh she said on a phone we've got and it's you know it sounds corny but it's a very adorable thing to have and it's going to be you know and it's something that's now you know Digitized, we can keep uh, when we're old and gray. We can listen to you know Anna when she's two, and, and it'll be nice. And Martin, you should tell tell them about a, a couple of the the real sort of heart heartstring pullers. Yeah, well, it's kind of you come across. I had um, my girlfriend, her cousin's brother-in-law or something, was um, a air ambulance 
uh, nursed, and he got killed in a, a light plane crash about three, well, it was about a year after I'd done Got Voice, or when I was building it. And they had no recordings of his voice at all. So I was able to, well, so what, so what, what I said was, well, firstly, why don't you get people to leave condolence messages on his voicemail? And then I pulled those condolence messages plus the actual, I mean, I did a special to pull his greeting out, right? And I created a CD for the family where they could listen to his greeting, which was quite long, actually, and listen to these condolence things. And apparently his mother still listens to it. Really? So, I mean, there's no business model of that around now, but it's amazing how powerful it is to be able to keep for posterity things that are important to you, you know? Well, you're reminding me of some recordings that my mother made on cassette tape back when I was a kid. And I, you know, I was born in 1973, so mm-hmm. I may sound like I'm 12 years old, but you know, believe me, I'm over 30. Even though I still get carded when I go into the uh, bar and ask for a... You do sound young, actually. <laughs> See, it's kind of scary. I have. I'll tell you something I have. I have a, I have a, a record, an, you know, 45, oh. that was cut by a machine in the Empire State Building. When my dad went there in 1954, and it's a love message to my mother, and I still have it. Wow. It's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it, it, I should actually convert it to an MP3. That, see, that's what's getting me thinking, you know, how I, I should probably be saving a lot of these older audio recordings, getting them professionally transferred into WAV files, and then, uh, you know, messing with them from there. So yeah. I, I signed up for the process almost immediately, uh, or for the, the service, I guess, stepped through the process. Uh, but I, I was hoping that one of you would be able to kind of explain to people, you know, I mean, we've been talking about it, uh, but explaining exactly what Got Voices uh, model is, you know, what your mission is, and exactly how one would uh, be able to sign up for the service. Well, I'll tackle the mission part of it. What, what we're trying to do is really bring the convenience of email to voicemail. and um, So it is that simple. It's, it's really that it, simple. It, it really is that simple. and. And from the stuff that we're doing right now to the stuff that we've got planned out into the future, and, and, you know, we might touch on that a little bit sort of near the end, that's really basically what it is. We enable a couple other things that are pretty interesting things you can do, but that's really basically it. So, you know, our initial service now is to uh, enable you to pull voicemail, obviously, off and and send it to email so you can, at, at this point, you know, sometimes when caller ID is available, see who called. So you can start to screen and filter your voicemail based upon, uh, in the same way you do email, just based upon who it was that sent it. That's if you have the spoken caller ID. Right. I mean, I, I, very few services do, but for example, Sprint has that. So we can extract those spoken words and decode them and actually put the phone number that called in the email header. And Verizon. So, Verizon does as well. There's some that do. Yeah. But yeah. so that's so anyway. It, it's um you know that's that's sort of the, our initial foray is to do that, and then we're building other things sort of on top of that that enable, for instance, um, we've got a, a product that'll be coming out that's sort of tentatively named Dispatch, but coming out in a while, that'll enable somebody to at their PC um, record a message or do a text-to-speech conversion and then send that out to a whole bunch of uh, both email and voicemail accounts. So that'll really enable the reply function. Um, and you can already, obviously, forward stuff, but it'll enable the reply, 
reply function or the equivalent as part of a voicemail system. Yeah. Let me just say a little bit about the technology because I think that's a, a key thing. You, you were mentioning earlier that, that you had that service where you got a different phone number and they forwarded you the, the voicemails by, e- by email, right? Yes. The reason, of course, that works is that the back end of the voicemail system already is designed to do the forwarding. So when you leave the voicemail, it just gets forwarded, right? Majority of voicemail systems in the world, public ones, like, you know, phone ones, um, don't have that. Some of them do, like Vonage, but in general they don't. And even if they do, it's all different. Like, for example, Vonage sends you a WAV file, right? We send you an MP3. You know what I mean? It's different. Yep. So, what, so what we do is we put a layer on the outside around any voicemail system which allows it to unify with all the others. And we don't have a relationship with the... I mean, we, we don't need to have any relationship with the phone company... We're calling on your behalf to make, you know, to get your voicemail. And the technology that allows us to create those robots that can call into any voicemail allows us to, A, bring new, new voicemail systems or increase our coverage in areas where the prompts are slightly different and so forth very quickly. It also allows us to do anything else we want with the voicemail. So the thing that Kurt's referring to will allow you to record a message and the way I, I, I like to see it happening is, you know, you use some standard like SIP phone or something that pops up on the or Google Talk, pops up, you record the message, and then the message gets sent to a list of phone numbers that you type in. And you can choose whether that it goes into that voicemail without their phone ringing, so they just see the message light, or, you know, the phone rings, in which case, if they answer... They can be in an IVR system, you know, it says, you know, press once, leave a reply, etc. So we're trying to close the loop on that. We're only kind of halfway around in our, in our announced product, but we've got the other pieces in place so that quite soon we're about to close the loop entirely. Does that make sense? No, it makes complete sense to know that the direction of your, that you're going. And, of course, the service, at least from what I can see, is free. Yeah. It, it's yeah. offset currently by advertising. Um, I know that having logged in a few times, uh, there there are a few requests I would certainly make um, in, in as the service uh, progresses. But well, we'd you, love to hear them. Um, we're always up to to hear what users want. Um, well, give us some some of your ideas. All right. The f- the first thing off the top of my head is a persistent login, so that I don't have to log in every time I go to the website. So that is coming. Okay. <laughs> set version. set a cookie. I don't care. I'm not afraid of cookies. You got it. Yeah. I've you got, got, got it. We, well. But but the nice thing is um, I work around it because I use a, a web browser called Maxton, and that allows me to automatically fill out a form that I've already filled out before. So it's not a huge issue for me. It's just another step that I kind of have to go well, through. Consider it fixed um, at the end of this month because we've it's it's been uh, it it's something we've had to do. Uh, we did. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> uh, the second thing I, I would recommend is uh, quite possibly putting uh, different terminology on. Um, I guess the options. So I have options right now to, I think, download new or download saved and retrieve new. And to me, they're, they, don't, they don't make sense. Like, I don't know what it's doing exactly. I know I'm retrieving new, but what does that mean? Does yeah, that mean yeah. I'm getting new ones? Am I downloading them? And for a while there, I knew I had voicemails, but I didn't know where they I, – I didn't know if they were still on the phone or if they were in my account. Right. And so that, that, that part of it, I think it's the verbiage uh, that's being used that they could just be honed a little – 
or okay. you know presented in a way you know where it's kind of like a question and answer or like click here to do this click here to do this specifically and this is what this will do like hovering over it with a in a tooltip pops up and it lets you know oh, kind of what's going yeah, on and that can be done yeah. actually through just simple uh, HTML just using a title in the uh, the yeah. link. Um, a well, rollover is a good idea too. Yeah. yeah, just just something that kind of clarifies exactly what it is it's going to be doing and what what I can expect. Um, another okay. thing, I really appreciate the schedules, but I would appreciate. I, I think I, I I can go in and customize my own schedule, but it just seems that your default schedule seems to be kind of rigid. Um, if if I could pick two times of the day right up front, why can't I pick two times instead of just the times that you present to me on the schedule? So we're that's. That's going to change now um, in the version that's coming out in early February. We're actually going to do uh, two upsell versions, which because we, as you know, we allow you sort of if you do seven days a week, two scheduled pulls a day. If you do five days a week, three. And we're going to have an upsell version that will enable us to more readily cover our cost because advertising won't cover the whole thing. Um, for people that want more frequent fetches of their voicemail on a scheduled basis. So we're going to do one um, that will allow eight, uh, eight fetches a day and another one that will be 16 fetches a day. And you'll be able to move those sort of wherever you want. Okay, that makes sense. So that will be, yeah, because there's, I mean, we've had that request over and over. <laughs> people are just like, look, let us just pay, you know, we understand that you know it costs money to do this. You got to you know you have VoIP bills to pay and the like. Um, we totally get advertising supports. You know the the base model. We want more. We're willing to pay for it. So, well, <laughs> so we're like okay. Now on the on <laughs> that advertising front, no, I, you're you're yeah. the the question begs to be asked. Are you considering placing any advertising around the actual voicemails that you're providing? So audio based advertising instead yeah, of just the we text. Have, we've been we've been tinkering with the idea because. The you know the ads we have on there now aren't sufficient to pay for it. No. I mean, we understand that we've got to get the user base up to a critical mass so that advertisers are interested, and that's obviously the next step. Is one, you know you've got to create some impressions just like just like any ad based service, and so we're going to use the ones we've got, but we're going to add some others, and that's one place we're considering. In the email that you get sent is another place. Yeah, there's a couple other spots we're looking at too. One one of the things that you know, kind of piece of feedback I've had is that people are happy with ads so long as they're not intruding in the experience of the voicemail itself. Yeah. So having something flashing on the screen in front of you saying "Buy Coca-Cola" while you're listening to the voicemail is fine, but if there's some guy in the background whispering "Buy Coca-Cola" while you're listening to the voicemail, that might not work so well. Well, <laughs> would, I, I guess that would be pretty bad. Yeah. You, you know, for me, it wouldn't be that bad if, uh, again, just for me, if to, to get the free service or continue to get the free service or even for any kind of offset for your model to have a little like five second teaser at the beginning of the voicemail or possibly even at the end or possibly at, at well, both ends to bookend them. That's what we're. That's actually one of the things we're considering is the teaser right up front. We, I'd like to get your impression of this idea too, because we've tinkered around with the idea of having the audio of the voicemail play and then playing, um, you know, a current TV ad with no sound, so that while you've got your media player open and you're listening to your voicemail, you're seeing, you know, what played on Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, the week before. All, so it's sort of, 
for the from the advertiser side, it sort of reinforces the message that they've already conveyed. From our side, you don't have to wait around for your for your voicemail while while uh, while something plays. You can actually get right to it, but you see something at the same time. So if I'm hearing this properly, you're talking about embedding some kind of album art into like a Windows Media or even an MP3 file so that if I play yeah, it back it in a capable... Exactly. It could be just, it could be art, you know, it could be sort of a uh, flash, it could be... Can you embed flash uh, into MP3s video. though? Well, it's some stuff we have to tinker with to try to... You, that, there's, there are some issues around it. I would just sort of, from a user's point of view, what would what would your impression of that be? You know, it, it honestly wouldn't bother me at all. I mean, seriously, this is a service that is long overdue, and the carriers aren't going to be able to provide it for maybe another two decades. And, you know, it's it's been something that is invasive for me because I hate – this is the reason why I hate getting voicemail. Because each system is different, and I hate if – I, if I don't want the message, I just want to delete it. I don't want to listen to the whole darn thing. And there's some voicemail services that make you listen to the whole thing. You can't fast-forward it. You have to listen to the yeah. whole thing. And yeah. then you have, like, a two-second window – uh, through which you must delete it or keep it or decide what you're going to do with it. And that's annoying to me. It's invasive. Well, it's, a seri- and it's such a serial application. I mean, you've got to, if, if there's a voicemail you really want to listen to and it's the third one, you have to listen all, you know, through the other guys to see if there's anything you want there before you can delete them. So you're sort of one, two, three, finally you get there, you know. It's uh, a, a great way to offload a lot of messages that otherwise either don't get checked or get forgotten about. And email is a fantastic way of reminding people kind of what's out there. I I agree. Well, I I think you've got a a wonderful service. When I first heard about it, I couldn't believe it. I seriously, like I said, I've been doing this for almost a decade now, getting my voicemails through email. And it's, I I consider anything less than that completely uncivilized. Well, tell everybody you know. (laughs) We we are. How did you find out about Go Voice in the first place? Uh, I found out through the show's uh, producer uh, and partner, Jake Luddington, who... Right, and he came across it. you know how he came across it? No, I can't remember. No, he, he, I, we, well, we'll have to ask him. He may actually write it up in the uh, when we post this interview on the web, uh, write up how he actually discovered it. But uh, now that he has, I just – because I think – actually, wait, no. I, I'm trying to think here. I, I don't know if we found out through a, a mutual friend, David Geller, who apparently – Oh, it might have been from Geller, yeah. It may have we- been. But yeah, I, I think as soon guy. as I, I th- no, I don't know though because I Jake wrote about it and then I wrote about it and then David had said to me, hey, I know blah 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 blah, and I, who does David know over there? Uh, me from Starway, uh, Kurt Blake. Kurt, okay, and uh, so so that so there were some weird connections going on there, and you guys are apparently also local. You're here in the uh, Seattle area. Yeah, You're in Kirkland. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Kirkland. No, I'm not. I'm in I'm in uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Well, that must be yeah. tough. That's a rough, rough. Day. I'm, the, I'm the only employees allowed to be in Hawaii. Oh, so you don't That's commute right. to Seattle every day, you know? Uh, not every. Well, I do, yeah, but I do it electronically. Oh, so you <laughs> don't you, you don't get to experience the weather of Seattle? Well, you? I lived in Seattle for 17 years. Oh, okay. I, I um, both Kurt and I used to work at Microsoft, and then he, he was doing the Starwave thing, and I worked at Real Audio, Real Networks. I was responsible for all their server stuff in the old days. And um, that's kind of how I reconnected with Kurt, really, because, you know, Starwave, which became sort of ESPN Net Sports Zone, was, was a big user of real network stuff at the time, you see. So um, I know Seattle and the weather very well. 
<laughs> we were talking about it before you came on. <laughs> oh, yeah? 45 and gray. But believe me, if you stay here for a while, you kind of get bored with it always being the same every day, you know, so it, it works both ways. See, I, I'm one who never minded the gray days uh, at all, Where, wherever I've lived. I've always appreciated not having sun around. Even on our near record, uh, whatever, 28 yeah, or whatever it was. It, it was funny, I uh, uh, had wrote about, uh, I, uh, there's a local discussion list that I started up called uh, Seattleist, which is just kind of a uh, a loose you know, affiliation of people who live in the area looking possibly for recommendations or help on, on random things. Very low traffic discussion list. And the other day, uh, I, I posted, I saw a UFO. If you look in the sky, it's in the western sky, and it's <laughs> b- real bright. You can't even stare at it. You kind of have to look away. It's so bright, and it's casting shadows, and I think it's unre- it may be unrelated, but the temperature, I think, rose a couple of degrees. But if you look out there, you may still be able to verify it. Did anybody else see it? And uh, wrote about this, you know, strange UFO in the sky. And people responded, of course, with humor, except for my fiance, who read that I was writing about a UFO. And she's out of the country right now. She's visiting Thailand. And <laughs> she's, she said, Chris, you did not admit that you saw a UFO. She didn't realize that the sun had come out in Seattle that day. Oh, that's funny. So you see, if you'd left a voicemail for somebody saying, hey, I saw a UFO, it could be spread all over, right? <laughs> that yeah. is true. You know, I've done... Um, I've, I've played around with voicemail over the years, uh, and using it, you know, in our in our show and 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 in recording little fun pieces, specifically like through audioblog.com, which basically you could call a phone number, you leave a message, right. and then everything you know gets transferred and right. everything. And I've done, uh, I've made fun of the media at times, uh, like their insane hurricane coverage. I would be covering the hurricane coverage. And, and doing it in such an insane way and recording it in audio. It comes across in a voicemail file. And now that's like real – it sounds authentic. It sounds like, you know, a real media person actually recorded it because when you tune into, you know, a, a, a station and you listen to a, an embedded journalist, they sound like they're talking through a voicemail yeah. system or through a regular You know phone. something that, we, um, that we've started to do internally is we now allow you or we allow us and we're going we're gonna to get it out there to everybody is – you can um, pull podcasts onto our uh, onto our the God Voice page, your your page, and have them delivered to you on a scheduled basis. Really? Yeah, and I, I we've been tinkering around with it. Uh, Mike Webb, our our uh, as voicemails, by the way. Yeah, and, and so basically, you know, so if you've got a, a podcast that'll fit within. You know your voicemail system's limitations. You can just pull that over and listen to it. And we were sort of thinking about all the various uses that this could have. You know, uh, kind of a you know music of the week kind of thing. Where if you wanted to get some new music that no one else had listened to, you could, uh, or that was brand new, you could listen to it as, as your voicemail. Although obviously the quality is not going to be that great, but probably you know fairly equivalent to AM or something. And then other things like. Um, Horoscopes. Like weather, yeah, yeah horoscope, yeah, yeah. all that, you know, all the stuff that used to be on those, those uh, like, info line the Seattle Times had uh, way back where you could call in and get, you know, what's the weather on Snoqualmie Pass? What's the, you know, whatever. There's all kinds of things like that. We also thought it would be maybe good for sort of emergency alerts if you were hiking mm-hmm. in the Cascades and, and a really bad storm came in. You know, boom! You'd be called and notified of that if you had your cell phone with you. So anyway, we're just—it's an idea, and uh, 
See, the way I, 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 I already have this uh, special setup where there's a surf line. It's called every morning by Got Voice, and then it forwards the report to my voicemail. So I get woken up every morning at 7.20 by a voicemail bit light going on, and it's my surf report. So that's, you know, that's the sort of thing we're talking about. So wait, can I... I mean, maybe that's just a, a beta feature that you're working on in the back end, but can I set it up to call similar services at this point? You know, I am... I think I we am, can give him a special account, can't yeah, we? Yeah, we'll give you a special account. We're planning on releasing this soon. We just haven't quite got to it. So I, we were just talking... You were talking about podcasts, and it just I thought, you know... We are working on that, and it might be something of interest to your to your listener. Well, I think the the podcasting example is is pretty nice, you know, especially for people who have like you know one minute, two minute pieces of content that they would be able or, to then... or a preview. I, I was thinking True. maybe you know as a like like for instance for this show, say you were going, you could just give you know a, a two minute highlight. And then download it to, or you know, send it as a voicemail to your user base, and then it would be sort of a teaser for people to, oh yeah, that's on. Oh, you know, I'm going to go check that out on your website. That kind of thing. It'd be interesting. Yeah, certainly would be interesting. Well, you guys are just playing around with all sorts of fun things. <laughs> well, that's kind of part of the fun thing about it, and kind of part of the problem as well. That you know, we built this huge toolkit um, that lets us do all these things. So we have to be kind of careful how we roll them out, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but it's, it's a good problem to have, believe me. It's not, it's not a big problem per se, but it's, it's interesting. You're absolutely right. We've got all sorts of things. The question is, you know, how we monetize them and the order we, we place them out there and all that kind of thing. The got voice... Maintaining focus. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but part of it, you, you've got focus. If, you, if you've developed a platform against which you're, you know, developing new tools and completely, you know, releasing new ones on a, on a regular schedule... It's not necessarily the Got Voice service that I know of today. It's the Got Voice platform that's enabling all of the services that I think I find more interesting. That's right. That's exact. That's exactly right. Are you opening it up to third-party developers at some point? You know, we've been thinking. We've been thinking about that too, um, and we very well might. I, I think what we'll probably do is wait for some interest to come across the transom. You know, if, if people, if there's developers out there that are interested enough that they, you know, call or email then we'll certainly start to consider it. But from an architectural standpoint, um, you know, we, we, we have um, some OEM relationships which, where our platform is used, but the OEM or the customer provides their own UI, and they use like a SOAP kind of interfaces to talk to us, right? So, so the things are architected, certainly, in such a way that we could, we could enable that. But as Kurt says, you know, it's a question of focus, really. So you've been around for two years, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, the company's been around, um, incorporated at the end of 2003. I worked on the thing for about a year before that. Um, well, but my, my concern is I just recently found out about it, and I could have used this two years ago. <laughs> well, the, the, real, the real questions were things like coverage and scale and so forth. So two years ago, we had a, a service in Seattle. Yeah, I guess you could have used it. Um, yeah. But now we've got a, you know, a nationwide service that can scale to very large numbers of users and stuff. So that's, it's kind of appropriate in a sense that you found out about it at the moment you did. Yeah. So is this... now we're nation. I mean, we literally are nationwide. I think we have users in every state but Alaska. But North Dakota, too. It's just yeah, for the... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I, was I, going, I was going to ask, is it just for, like, 
America or the U.S. Well, at this point, no, it can easily be. We already we we do have some. What, what I can't remember the carrier in Canada, Bell Canada, that we uh, that we can. Support. Yeah, but come on, Canada's a little bit lame. I mean, it's part of North America. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, you're Canadian. I'm part Canadian. My mom's, my mom's part is, is Canadian. Yeah, uh, we but, won't hold it against you. <laughs> but one thing about our software is it is language independent, right? Mm. So as, as long as you've got someone who understands Japanese voicemail prompts, they can train our system to do Japanese voicemail. Yeah, um, and we can we can go nationwide. It's you know we're we're twelve people. <laughs> we got the we got the states. We're doing well getting that done. You know we're we're going to Canada, and then after that we'll uh, you know we're a startup. We'll we'll go when we when we can uh, when we can afford it. Are you guys? Seeking, we'll definitely do it. Are you seeking funding? We will be um, probably in the in the spring. So pretty soon. Real soon. Go look for yeah another round. We've got some. We had some angels help us out uh, to a, to a great degree, and uh, and now you know we're we're getting more users, um, you know, constantly, and uh, and we're to that point now where we, I think we we're got the business model pretty much proven out, and it's a matter of scaling now. Well, I'll be a user pretty much forever. That's great to hear. I and I really appreciate your comments too. I really do. And if you think of other things, um, you know, email or call. I'll you know, leave you a voicemail. Or exactly. <laughs> well, well, just one final thing. I mean, although we are a small entity and so forth, we, you know, we, we've got an enormous amount of experience. And you know, I spend a lot of time at Microsoft. I worked on operating systems. If you remember Xenix, Microsoft's Unix system. I yeah. Was, uh, I was in charge of all that stuff, and I worked on. NT and OS2 and all sorts of stuff. And then at Real, the same, pro- the same issue, you know, it's a platform. And I was looking for a platform, to create a platform when I, when I started thinking about Got Voice. And what I wanted to do was create a platform that enables consumer-created content. Because the big problem with, for example, you know, real networks was that with great technology, but you always had to pay somebody else for the content, right? Yep. That's not to say there shouldn't be commercial content in it, perhaps. But finding a way to enable people to use their own content is what I was aiming at. I mean, apparent, I mean it's, you can't work it out exactly, but there's certainly some millions of hours of voicemail created in the U.S. every day. Live streaming of The Chris Perillo Show is brought to you by Microsoft Windows Media and Limelight Networks. Download Windows Media Player 10 to listen to The Chris Perillo Show live every Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific, GMT-8.